Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. And I'm joined in the studio by Elizabeth White from Wexford Arts Centre, but I'm also joined by Aideen Maloney, the daughter of the legendary Paddy Maloney. Good morning to you, Aideen. Good morning, Alan. How are you? You have the cut of him. Ah, thanks very much. I knew him well. Uh, uh, the last time I met him was in your own home place, and he showed me all these glittering Grammy trophies. Ah, oh, God bless him. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the Chieftains played recently for uh, Joe Biden, didn't they? They did, yeah. So I believe, I, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I believe they did, yeah. I heard it was a very nice tribute. You're here not to play traditional music. You're here to honour James Joyce, really, aren't you? What are you doing? And where, um, where, you're in Wexford Arts well, Centre. I'm honouring both James Joyce and Paddy Maloney. Are you? Okay. I am. I, I spent 20 years adapting uh, Molly Bloom's soliloquy for the stage. Um, um, and my pal and colleague, uh, writer Colin McCann, came on board uh, in uh, sort of the last six months or seven months of um, of the adaptation, and so joined forces with me on that. And big production in New York, uh, actually three big productions back to back. But in the also, um, I spent fifteen years collaborating with my late father Paddy Maloney on the music for the play. Uh-huh. So he recorded all the gorgeous music uh, especially to underscore parts of the performance. So he's very much with you during the piece. He is not only do I hear him playing the whistle and that's enough to be extremely present but I've also left in with all the recordings his inhalations so I hear him breathe in and for me that means he's alive Um, so he's very present on stage with me yeah. Uh, well, let's look at uh, what Joyce means to you and the piece itself, but mm-hmm. let's talk about your dad. What sort of a dad was he? Ah, oh, great. He was oh, just a, a gentle person and uh, a gentleman and um, a, a poet, you know. In his, he had a, a heart of a poet and um, very sweet. And, um, I mean, he, he was very much inspired by... Um, the music that he heard outdoors in the garden in, in Animo in County Wicklow and yeah. uh, most of his compositions and arrangements came from there. He, you, every single day you would find him down the garden at you know two o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon whistling to the birds really? <laughs> and they'd be whistling back to him as well. And he used to love to get home didn't he? They, they, they travelled it up but he, he was a home bird wasn't he? Absolutely. And home was where for you? Just remember. Uh, Animo in County Wicklow and, yeah. and also in Milltown in Dublin. And you, you were at two different homes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in my the earlier part of my uh, childhood, it would have been Milltown in Dublin, and um, sort of from age ten onwards, um, it was Animal. The experimentation that he and the chieftains did as well. Would you have, because a lot of these people I knew used to come over. They might even be in your house having tea with you. Yeah. When, he, when he experimented with the Stings and the Mick Jaggers and all, did you ever meet any of them in your travels? I did, yeah, I met them all. <laughs> did you? Who did you meet? I, oh, Jesus, you name it. Uh, Uncle Mick, uh, Sting, uh, I don't know, uh, Elvis Costello, I loved, Cotto uh, uh, Reardon. Uh, I I mean, it, it, it just, whoever my father worked with, I, I was blessed to also meet at some stage. Right. Uh, because my dad was a homebody and he would, you know, 
I mean, this was his project, his his projects. He was the one who put all of these characters together. He had the the vision. He yeah. you know, he always had these visions of like of of how things would sound and who would work well yeah. together musically and so um and he liked to be at home, so they would be in the home. And did your parents encourage you uh, they didn't try and discourage you from from going to the theatrical route? Uh, no, they didn't discourage me. They were very supportive. Were um, uh, very, very kind. But I had a very grounded, ordinary upbringing as well. You know, I mean, yeah. our life was like you go to school in the morning, you come home, you get your dinner at five. And was there many apart from you, Adrian? Who else was in the family? Oh, I have two brothers. Two brothers. Uh, older brother, Angus, younger brother, Padraig. So. Yeah. It yeah. was very much a traditional, uh, rel- you know, relatively normal childhood. I know from Elizabeth, and she's in studio <laughs> with me here, and the first time since we redecorated the studios, mm-hmm. and she's blown away by the studios. And so I know, Elizabeth, that, that, that you were very much... I know from the emails you said we, we crisscrossed yeah. with that when somebody's coming that you're enthusiastic about, you're wildly enthusiastic oh, about yeah, having Aideen. Well, myself and Aideen, we graced the stages together in New York, actually. <laughs> That's how we got to know each other. So, Tell uh, me more. Oh, what happened there? Yeah, yeah, we, we, were, we were on theatre and we, we did some madcap projects and I had the pleasure as well of meeting your dad a few times in New York and getting to see him in Carnegie Hall. It was amazing. And he was always really supportive. Like we, we'd say we had these ideas doing a play about Lucia Joyce. Do you remember That's that? Right, and yeah. Aideen was doing it. He says, yes, go for it, go for it. He'd always encourage us, you know, and he was really supportive in that way. And then um, also I, I had the pleasure of supporting Aideen um, on this uh, uh, project, yes, um, in Paris, actually, in the Centre Cultural in Paris. Paris Aiding called me up and said, can you come help me put this on stage? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I can really, really attest to this production. It is superb. It's beautiful. Right. Aiding does a tour de force performance all by herself. She's just amazing energy on stage. And she really brings the words of Joyce alive. And it's it's really accessible version as well that she does as yeah. well. It's, and when you, when, you, when you listen to her do it, you, you really think, my God, that could have been written today. It could have been written yesterday. And especially because it's all about women as as well and as a lot of women we can all identify with it, you know putting up with husbands and dealing with children and whatnot you know yeah. um, so it really stands up and the music is beautiful I was on the sound desk and having Paddy's music play and there was lovely inhales if we really did feel that he was in the room with us it yeah. was gorgeous so I really uh, highly yeah. recommend I, I, the way you've described it I'm tickets. sure you're going to have to pull out if you'd have to come back again but are mm-hmm. there any tickets left because it's only on it's there's, only on there's yeah there's a few tickets left for tonight and tomorrow night no. Tomorrow night, Thursday uh, and Friday night. Um, so, so snap them up quick. Snap them up quick, yeah. And then you're going on tour, aren't you? You're going on tour. I am yeah. going on to mm-hmm. Watergate in Kilkenny on uh, the 20th of mm. May. Yeah. So uh, and I know they have it. They have a few tickets left as well. So and then on to Galway and off, yeah. all over the country. <laughs> I mean, the, the instruments your dad played. There were many, weren't they? He he could he could turn his hand to, to any anything. instrument. Yeah. His two main instruments, obviously, the are the pipes, the illum pipes, and uh, the tin whistle. But you know, I every Christmas I, and uh, at home and with the family, he was always playing the accordion, the squeeze box, and yeah. the accordion. He could play bower on. Yeah. 
in fact uh, during yes reflections of Molly Bloom part of the music of it um, we recorded he recorded his heartbeat and he played it you could hear it uh, on his in his chest but he also had an echo of it on the Bowron for this project for this play so this it sounds absolutely fabulous yeah, yeah. it is yeah. it's beautiful and I mean you're co- you've come to the artistic capital of Ireland in Gay Wexford I absolutely I really believe this yeah. I am blown away and I have to say I had the best bag of chips I have had <laughs> since I was a child from Cafola's last Nice Did you? I, on my own after we she finished even had a rizzle. I loved the whole you had a work to rizzle I went up with myself through the car park <laughs> at, at 10 o'clock last and night all, and they always have South East Radio on so they're possibly oh, in there Jesus. peeling those yeah, chips yeah, this morning I, I, I so, have yeah. to tell you I and a nice lunch and delush yesterday as well oh yeah and delush yeah god and food is amazing here oh, that's I, I just I'm absolutely is it possible to be in love with a town because yeah. I have fallen madly in love with Wexford. Right. I haven't been here since I was a child. Last night, I, I was stayed in the city and I had the window open. I have to have the window open. Right, you yeah. know, traditional Irish woman mm-hmm. ha- can't sleep no matter how cold it might be. And I could hear the church bells. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't. Do you know how fabulous that is? Yeah. How fabulous that is. That You don't hear that anymore in Dublin. I mean, I live in New York, so you certainly don't hear it. All you hear are sirens. But to hear church bells at midnight and at one o'clock, I stayed up to hear the next lot yeah. at two o'clock. Especially, I mean, I know that sounds daft, but Wexford is magical. Oh, I love the way you described it. There you go. Um, Talk to me a little bit about the piece now before we wrap the up play. our show. So yeah. I, um, yes, I start, Reflections of Molly Bloom. I read Ulysses when I was 10. Um, reason I did that, not because I'm a genius, I had nothing else to read and I didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. I read out loud, so it just jumped off the pages for me. I understood it. And um, so I spent 25, 20 to 25 years yeah. adapting it for the stage. And I believe that um, I do have a unique um, perspective on it, um, an interpretation. it's pretty unusual it's not a woman in a bed it's a woman inside her mind and I'm on my feet and moving and um, I believe she is the symbol of life this you know a metaphor for life she the final and first the play begins with yes and ends with yes as James Joyce has written it and um, I believe that yes is the first breath that we have when we come into this world and the final yes is the breath where we're clinging to life we you know as we leave this world Um, it, it takes place in the middle of the night most women are up pacing especially women of my age are pacing in the middle of the night (laughs) worried about something or other and uh, unable to sleep and it's at that darkest time of night when you know life is very flimsy and she's waiting for the sun to rise. Okay. And it's it's a it's an affirmation of life because the sun does rise. so, it's also yes. beautifully adapted as well in association with Aideen um, Colin McCann the famous writer of course of written Transatlantic and As the World Spins so they've done a beautiful job on adapting the work yeah. from, from the piece Listen Aideen thank you for joining us Great come and see it uh, yeah, Please God now it'll set out for you the last few tickets left Yeah I think the way you've described it is absolutely powerful you just want to clarify something there's something on next Tuesday uh, called Unsinkable Alan Corbin Yes <laughs> <laughs> It ain't me I, yeah, but, well, but, well uh, as I said 
said you are unsinkable, Alan. We all know that. But it is a different Alan Corcoran. Uh, yeah. It's about an Alan Corcoran who, who swam all the way from Antrim to Waterford. Yeah. And he raised 30,000 for Cancer and Stroke Society. Yeah. So, um, But it's an amazing film. Definitely to catch. But yeah. uh, 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 Martin Runner as well, like yourself. So maybe maybe you're related along the line. <laughs> Listen, come back soon, Aileen. I'd love to. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.